Welcome to Forum Passion, episode 83. I want to thank everybody for tuning in once again. Uh, appreciate you guys, uh, you know, bringing it in here to the uh, last part of the year. Um, hope everybody uh, had a good summer and uh, are, are going into fall with an excitement about new music, shows, uh, everything. I mean, the shows this year and the tracks that have come out this year are just really on another level. I, I've been trying to preemptively kind of like get together like kind of like some top 10 stuff maybe this year it's going to have to be like a top 20 uh to kind of get ready for like one of our patreon episodes towards the end of the year uh if you are not already a subscriber to our patreon you can uh, help support this podcast over at www.patreon.com slash forum of passion uh over there uh we got some different episodes in the regular mainline ones they're not really interview based it's more discussion and analytics based for you know records bands shows what have you uh if that sounds like something that you want to you know get you know get in on dive in on uh please you know subscribe over there you're going to get an additional episode on the last friday of each month it's only two dollars at the beginning of each of these mainline episodes, we shout out all the new subscribers. So if you do that, you're going to get a shout out. And if I can remember any kind of band or project you're a part of, I'm going to try to give that a shout out as well. Uh, first up this week, we got uh, Jeffrey Wang. Uh, I believe this is also uh, AKA Jaffe Wang, singer of Hands of God. I chill with him out here in the Bay. Great dude. Thank you very much, Jaffe. Uh, we got Eric Castro. Shout you out, Eric. Thank you very much. We've got uh, Fortune Farms. I don't know if that's a business or anything like that, but if that is a business, check it out. Uh, we got Johan Geisler. Uh, I met you, as you paid in Euro, I imagine you're in Germany or, or somewhere of that nature. Uh, Joey Kopp, uh, C-O-P-P, not uh, the law enforcement type. Jack Cody, shout you out Jack. A few more here. Uh, Colin Feeney. Colin is a agent manager uh, guy in the business. Uh, helps run uh, LDB Fest. Um, you know, has, has a great roster behind him. Shout you out, Colin. Thank you very much, uh, Michael Tremarco. Thank you, Michael. And last but not least, we have Jim D. Thank you very much, Jim. Uh, yeah, so obviously a lot of new subscribers. Got some cool stuff going on over there. Uh, you know, check it out. Once again, it's www.patreon.com slash forum of passion. Uh, today's guest, uh, I'm very excited about, uh, you know, as I'm excited about all the guests, but this one in particular is somebody that is near and dear to my own heart personally, and somebody that I've gotten to kind of like, you know, witness, get to the point, you know, that they're at within hardcore punk and metal now. And, and as I've seen them kind of like do, you know, various bands and, and be involved in various things up until this point. Uh, and it's, it's really cool to see kind of like how the, uh, this, this, the, the, the rise, the rise of this person and uh, somebody that I consider a, a close personal friend. And I'm looking forward to getting into, you know, even deeper into their life than I, I already, you know, would say that I am uh, Mr. Justin Manzi. How are you, sir? Doing good. What's up? Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm, uh, what's up? We're chilling, man. Justin, uh, the, I've, I've, you know, I, as you know, you're a re Richmond resident currently, but I, I've always known you to be a, a, a proud, uh, a proud, uh, you know, member of the Newport News family. Yeah. Uh, is that where you are originally from? Yeah, I was born in, um, born and raised there. And I only yeah. moved to Richmond. Um, gosh, was it like four years ago? Yeah, I, like I feel like relatively soon or relatively yeah. recently. Um, so Newport News, 
uh, you know, I've, I've been to gigs there, you know, been through there and everything, but obviously growing up there is a, like a, a different experience than just stopping through. This is a, a, a city, this is a town that is like in between Richmond and, and Virginia beach geographically, uh, for, you know, those who want to go to a map and check it out. What was your experience? Like, you know, like what was kind of like the, the your life in Newport news when you were growing up? Like what was kind of the energy around there? Well, it's, you know, just chain restaurants and, you know, a mall and it's very, very simple. Um, I grew up in like a very, you know, just cookie cutter suburban neighborhood. Um, Growing up there, it was just um, you were like kind of either into sports. um, You either like did you know, drugs or drank and partied on the weekend or you did, uh, sports. So it's one of the three. That was, that was it. So you were either into sports, played sports or drank and did drugs or maybe all three. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, it's very like, if I had to compare it to something, I've never, never lived here, but I, I would imagine living in Newport news is very comparable to living in like, um, like somewhere like a bigger city in like the Midwest. It's like there's sure. things to do, but like it's not necessarily like a mecca. Yeah, of things that are going on. Right. You know, and and like that that it, it's it is an area that I it, like based on my experience there it is kind of like what like typical American suburban living is most likely. You know, like a lot of strip malls, like, you know, mm-hmm. chain restaurants. It's kind of like for those that are acquainted with Virginia, it's kind of like, that's what like a lot of like Northern Virginia, you know, is, is like as yeah. well, you know, where it, it's like outlier places that kind of feed into like, maybe like a larger metropolitan for y'all being like more like Norfolk yep. or, or even, I mean, Newport News is almost kind of a midpoint too. It's almost like it, like uh depending on how you like how you slice it could even be like an outskirt of like central virginia you know in a way Mm -hmm. um but you know so you were there you know like had your family always been there like you know are are they have they always been from virginia or is this a place that they ended up migrating towards yeah so my grandmother grew up in north carolina Uh, my grandfather is a newport news native so Um, when his family got off the boat from <laughs> Italy or whatever, oh, yeah. um, they just, they just came to Newport news and just stayed there. Yeah. Um, so that means my, you know, my dad is from Newport news as well. And my mom is actually from, um, West Virginia. Okay. And ended up moving to the Newport news area. Like she, she moved there for like what she met your father or did something else bring her there? Um, my grandfather on my mom's side moved here for work. I got you. Um, and yeah, that's what brought them to the new any, any military in there? My grandpa on my dad's okay. side uh, served in the military. Um, okay. So the reason I asked is because that, obviously like you being from like 757 zip, I mean, area code. Yep. A lot of military, you know. That's like, like a lot of it. That's a yeah. lot of the population is someone is either in the military or associated with the military in some way, like a son or a daughter 
right somebody. and and yeah. so it's like sometimes i think you know it's like uh like that area a lot of people that end up there i feel like that's kind of that like that's kind of like the through point you know like mm-hmm. you know for that uh so w- when you were there as a kid like you know like be it that there well we'll get into it because it, it, it's yeah. like the the 757 like specifically involved like in regards to like hardcore like it's a very like interesting phenomenon of an area because there's not really a lot of comparable places i would say in at least that i found so you know we'll get to obviously like how your involvement started with that but like what kind of music were you like into or listening to when you were like younger like like in single digits of age yeah so my first exposure of music was through my dad um he was really into you know black sabbath uh really into ozzy osbourne era like randy rhodes hell yeah um metallica obviously so like your very surface level popular iconic metal bands sure um so that was my first exposure to it and that was probably four or five years old okay yeah so and i remember you know kind of posting stuff earlier this week like going through the stuff at my dad's house um just because i've been keeping stuff there and um one of the things that i remember having from like that time period specifically because i had shown so much uh interest in that style of music mm-hmm. was he had burnt me like my own cd of the songs that i liked that he would show me oh that's cool and there was just like it was just like justin's metal on like gosh gotcha. yeah, so that's pretty dope <laughs> that's pretty sick i mean it's, you see where the roots roots come in like yeah. you're listening to like that stuff you know around there like did you like when you were like a kid were you ever like oh it'd be like cool to be in a band or was it just was that like not really like how you engaged with that it never really crossed my mind mm-hmm. i always thought it was cool when people were in bands um my childhood home that i you know kind of grew up in until i was about like late elementary school early middle school time yeah. period um our neighbor had actually played in a band okay and if you want me to kind of get into that because sure okay i mean um he played drums in what i would probably call now like a death metal band and this is like 99 2000 because i was born in 94 okay um and i would always hear them practice next door because there was like this detached garage and they would just jam in that and I would always kind of be like, yo, like, what are, what is going on over there? You yeah. know, because it sure. just sounds crazy. And as a kid, you're just like, you're attracted to things that's like, you know, not school. Sure. Of course. <laughs> you know, especially in that area too. It's like, yeah. all you got is like school. And that's a very, it's a very different thing to be happening in New York. Yeah. And, um, you know, coinciding with like the stuff that my dad is showing me, it's kind of like on par and similar in sound. Sure. Um, and I remember going next door, like on my own, like not even like with my dad or like friends or anything, because there were some kids there that um, that lived there, and I would hang out with them every once in a while. Um, but you know 
I had I remember because I like love to draw or whatever. I remember like drawing like a band playing, and I was like, "Yo, you got to see this! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, here you go, Hell yeah, you see this." And um, you know that obviously clicked something in his mind that I was interested in whatever they were doing over there. Sure. Um, good. My fucking cat is fucking freaking out. <laughs> um, and he had actually talked to my dad after the fact and was like, "Hey, you know." We're playing a show. It's like 20 minutes away um, at this place called Fantasy. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, come to find out. I obviously didn't know at the time. A very, like, iconic place for Newport News as far as, like, underground. Interesting. Okay. Goes. Um, and I mean, you're, like, what, six? Yeah. If okay. that. I was probably, like, you're in, like, young. first grade yeah. or something like that. Fuck. And, you know, for whatever reason, <laughs> my dad was like, yeah, sure, we'll go. Okay. <laughs> and um, it was like upstairs of this place called Fantasy, and it's like no bigger than a living room. Shit, okay. Yeah, you can like look up some videos. I was perusing their Facebook uh, last night, and there's some um, videos from like that same room, just not them playing. Mm -hmm. um, and it is legit like a living room where bands would just go and play. Damn. Like, was it anybody notable that you like had videos of or not really? Local, These are all just kind of like local acts that are really small. I got you. Um, but you know, they sold like Sepultura records and like biohazard okay. records and you know, the stuff that was really popular mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. And you know, they only closed like, I think it was like less than five years ago. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Saw something like about this. Yeah, I don't know if um, remember those like floor punch stickers and I think a veil stickers that like Mark had like on his guitar case and like on his truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think he had gotten those from there in like a closing type sale, and those okay. are original. Probably yeah, from the uh, yeah. from that time period. Very interesting. Oh yeah, Mark. Maybe I'm trying to remember this. I think, I think he got like a typo thing from there too. He may have given me one of those avail stickers because I remember I, I gifted it to somebody else. But I, I remember it, it like it, it wasn't like a glossy type sticker almost. It was almost like an older like vibe. So I, that that would make sense. Okay. So so you go see. Do you remember the name of the band at all? Uh, Spit Cycle. Nice. Uh, so you go I see Spit looked, Cycle. I had a CD. Oh, hell yeah. And I cannot find it to save my life. Fuck. But, like, I can remember – it was, like, so impactful on me at that time that, like, I can remember exactly what it looked like. Mm -hmm. It was, like, a translucent, like, green, like, jewel case. Scene. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, across the top, it was, like, the arched, like, old English font, which was, like, very, like – cold as life looking, uh -huh. you know? uh -huh. um, and then like a picture of the band and then like whatever the demo or EP was called it, sure. it, thinking about it now it almost like seems like something that like Vlad or Hunter would be like really into okay just yeah. by optically like what I, it is I know I mean like I know what they're into visually so yeah like or like something that would like come out on like days definitely some days days vibes yeah, yeah so I, okay. I really want to try and find it and be like yo look at this like this is like y'all fuck with this <laughs> what y'all are doing <laughs> yeah yeah y'all like this um, so so you go to that like 
was it cool? Like, I mean, like, like, did this like spark something in you or was it kind of like a one-off thing? And then this is kind of like something, an interest you revisited later. It definitely sparked something, but like, I couldn't, I couldn't find that style of music. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't know what, like, I didn't like listen to that music, see that show or whatever. And then like instantly know like what death metal was. Right. Um, but I knew that like, I liked the aggressive sounding music. Sure. So of course, again, like the same time period, like Tony Hawk is like really popular skateboarding. Yeah. It's getting massive, massive. Um, right. And all the video games are coming out. So like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm getting into. And that's how I'm getting the exposure to like all the different um, music, like, like black flag, circle jerks, rancid, yep. all that type of stuff. Yep. So it's wild how just like, and like myself included, like how many people that have been on forum that are like, Oh yeah. Tony Hawk games are like what, like a big entry point, you know, was, was for me. And like, uh, I mean, that was, that was definitely my entry point. And it, it's just, it, it's crazy. Like to talk, it's crazy to talk about now. Cause I don't, I don't think explaining now to like somebody being like, Imagine if a video game came out that got like a generation of people into like aggressive music. Like I, that's kind yeah. of like hard to even fathom. In yeah, and I, I remember you could like go on like the settings mm-hmm. or whatever, and like intentionally skip songs that you I remember. Didn't you want, could you could filter your list, uh-huh. right? And I would just like. I would listen, obviously play and like listen to like all the songs and be like, yeah, that song's trash. I'm like, I'm not going to get that shit out of here. And then it would just ultimately be like only black flag playing, only circle jerks playing, only like rage against the machine playing. So what are you like nine or like what age are you? I mean, you're, you gotta be still pretty young. Yeah. I mean, I had like the first Tony Hawk and like the second one. So I don't know whenever that came out. So yeah. like probably like 2001 ish, 2002 somewhere yeah, in there. Maybe. Look at, I'll look it up on my phone oh, right yeah, now. Check it out. We got the we, we got we got that going. Because I'm trying to remember. I think like I was like, if if you were born in '94, I'm trying to remember when that came out. I want to say maybe only like a few years, like uh, like 2000 ish. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find it. They remade the shit, so it's like oh. Um, September 29th, uh, 1999. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, so like right around the same time you go to the, that gig or whatever. Okay, yeah. so you, you find this stuff, and, like, what was, like, were you, like, I need to find more of this, or were you just kind of content with what you had? Like, kind of, what, what was the engagement there? Yeah, I was kind of just content with what I had at the time sure. because I didn't have any other, you know, like, entry point to it. Um, but I was trying to do everything – associated around it so i was like skateboarding a lot and like you know that type of shit Mm -hmm. um and i did that all through my childhood yeah pretty much yeah i didn't know you ever skated like that i I, I, I mean i was never good at it so i don't really talk about it too much (laughs) (laughs) so you so you do that during uh like you know kind of like during like you're probably like getting into kind of like your middle school like years Mm -hmm. you know you know what have you you skating and stuff. Are you like meeting other people that are like into the same type of stuff? Or is it kind of like, you're just sort of doing this on your own? I'm really just doing this on my own. It okay. isn't, it isn't until like eighth grade where I'm like, you know, this is like, we start talking about like music and like, it becomes more like prevalent friendships and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
and I, like find other people that are like they know what Black Flag is, and then like their older brother or sister like listens to like Black Flag and like okay. all of these hardcore bands and punk bands, and it's kind of kind of funny now because like I, I'm like friends with the guy, but when I was much younger, mm-hmm. I had a I had a friend, and this is like middle school, so like seventh eighth grade, and he had an older sister who was friends with Raybird. Ah, Newport News guy. Yeah, there you go. Right, right. And, you know, probably around that time, he's going to, like, hardcore shows, like, in Virginia Beach and stuff. Mid-2000, sure, yeah. No idea what that is at the time. I'm, like, so close to it, like, Mm -hmm. only, like, one degree of separation away, but never figure it out. Right. Right. At least, well, you know, at least not for also, like a year though. Dude, down there, like in Richmond, it's like that stuff was like hard to escape because of how Richmond is almost geographically set up. Yeah. Where it's like you're gonna see a flyer somewhere. Yeah. You're gonna be walking around somewhere or driving around somewhere and see people congregated outside of like a show or something mm-hmm. or or Gray Street at the time being more of like like a like an alternative haven. You yeah. around there, you're gonna you're gonna figure something out. Whereas like down in seven five seven area, things are more spread out. It's like you you really had to like know. I feel like about things in order to you were gonna come across it really, you right. know. Um. So yeah, we, and there were venues in downtown Newport News. I mean, yeah. I had never gone to it, but like Liberty Four is like oh sure, the, you know, most prevalent seven five seven venues like of the time period. And Definitely legendary shows. I mean, like, you guys can, like, people listening, you guys can YouTube, like, Liberty for Newport News and see some pretty crazy sets, mm-hmm. like, from this spot that, like, I don't know how long Liberty Four was around, but I remember when it was around. Definitely 08. That was, like, 08, maybe 07. Yeah, uh, and that, that's, like, coincides with me being in, like, 7th and 8th grade. Sure. Okay. 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 So, like, right about, all right, that, that that's making sense. We yeah. were, like, right there. Because, I mean, yeah, like, 08. Like, 07, 08, I don't know if it was as early as 06, but, like, you'd have, like, local, like, stuff. So, you'd have, like, Punch-Out playing. Yeah. And then, like, bands, like, like even some, like, Richmond bands that were, like, a little, that leaned a little more, like, like beat-centric, like, Impulse, which would be, like, Mark from Fire and Ice is, like, like one of his younger bands. And, yeah. Uh, and Dub, you know, rest in peace. Um, and then, like, a, a guy that was in Breakaway was in was an impulse too. And then like Reed, it was an upper hand. So it was like these bands that like, I'm trying to, th- and like, there's like a good death threat set video from there. Um, yeah. Death threat. Bloody Sunday has some like crazy oh, yeah, videos. That's there. right. Bloody Sunday. I don't know if there is a video of it. I've definitely heard stories before, but like, I think trapped under ice played there, like fresh off the demo. Yeah. So extra crazy. Yes. And the stories I've heard are like, just a lot of people just getting hurt. <laughs> I've heard some interesting. Well, so so this is I mean, we're gonna get we're gonna get into like that from where you were originally hailed from. From we're gonna get into kind of like th- that nature of of that place because because it's it, it's interesting from like a perspective of somebody that is like young enough to, or old enough to kind of like have experienced like part of that, but also like young enough to kind of like see like it like not be like the um necessarily like the the 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I guess kind of like, like what it is now, you know, the contemporary, yeah. you know, like kind of thing beat. It's like, if you would explain to me what the NFTW scene was like in 2010 and been like, Oh, like this is kind of what Virginia beach is going to kind of lean or seven, five, seven is going to kind of lean towards this. Like 10 years from now, I would have been like, what? Like, what do you mean? How does that, how does that happen? Like, but, uh, so, you know, like you're, you're listening to hardcore punk and stuff, but mm-hmm. you're not like, you don't know that it's happening kind of like down the street. Right. How did you sort of like find out that, you know, this was like, like what's the first gig you go to? So, how I find out about it is really in between like eighth and ninth grade, mm-hmm. your friend group just changes. Sure. Like every year when you're that age. Definitely. And I was like really into riding like road bikes and fixed gears at the time, which is also pretty associated with punk and like underground. Especially during music. that time period. Right. right. Like that fixed gear culture was like real big in, yeah. like in punk and stuff. And there's not that many people that do that in 757. So you kind of just hang out with everybody that does that. And I will never forget the summer that I kind of figured out, like, that there was this type of music that had existed, you know, um, pretty close. Mm -hmm. And it was, I think you know who Ryan is. He lives in or lived in California with Riley and Nick Baird. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. So he was like the person that showed me what was good, like okay. what hardcore actually was. Gotcha. And um, he had shown me the pushing on video, of, like I think it was like at Club Relevance, the ones like in black and white, all for all. I think it's it's, it's all for all, and I think like aggressor. Or it's like a I two think song. it is two songs. It's two songs. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, I remember that video. This is this is what I've been like. Yeah, listening to with like what I have, but like way cooler because it's like you're going to that, you're seeing that happen. I wanted, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, they had invited me to a show that actually was happening in like Denby of Newport News at this pool house. Okay, and I didn't end up getting to go, but apparently it was like batshit. I, I do not doubt it. Just, like, you, know, you know, you know the nature of that. Like. I mean, so for the people that are listening, uh, <laughs> so like to explain what Virginia Beach is like from like and like okay, so here we go. We have an insider and an outsider. Beyond myself being the outsider, but that was like around the gigs there, and then and then Justin being kind of the insider. So. Dur- during this time period, as, I mean, throughout the 90s and 2000s, both Richmond and VB were, if you were into like capital H hardcore, pretty rough and tumble, I would yeah. say. Like, you, like, you're going to shows and they're really hype, but you certainly have to keep your head on a swivel. Well, um, and that's what, you know, I'll, I'll stop you there, but no, like, that's what makes it, that's what made it so enticing to want to like be there. Um so, you know, you, you go to these shows and you're like around people that like you don't you don't really know where they come from or like what their story is. But everybody is just like flying off the handle and going oh, yeah. crazy, crazy, whether it's like 
moshing or like throwing shit and cussing and like heckling the band and like just all of this stuff that's like from like an outsider like a very normal person's perspective would be like why in the fuck is everybody acting like this but if you're like in that environment and that's what you're seeking out you're like this is exactly what i want precisely like the unpredictability of hardcore in general is like what brought me in and I, and like, and like, yo, when I was early on, like I was going to gigs in Richmond, but I was also going to a lot of gigs down there. Yeah. And like, like both of them were like extremely aggressive and like, but like the difference was in VB was like, there was like, um, slightly more like, uh, consequences to the wind you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Just, just a little bit more. Not like a ton more, but but a, a just enough to where it like crossed a certain line. Where it was like, you know, in, in VB you had a lot of like venues didn't last very long <laughs> for various <laughs> reasons. Um, you know, well, just, and they're uh, also like few and far between. A lot of the venues precisely. were just like dive bars. Yeah, you, you know, know, places going out of business. You yeah. know, like like what have you. But like. What I remember from I, I was I started going to gigs there in like '09, so not terribly long. Like during the same, probably around the same time period that you probably start coming around. Yeah, we were probably in the same rooms without even knowing it. And what I remember was, uh, like, I went to something where I was like went down there to hang out with like Devin and like Jared, and I. We like they were like, oh, we're gonna go to some, we're gonna go to some show at like Peppermint Beach Club, and I was like, okay, like cool, you know, whatever. And we're there, some bands playing, like very, like maybe a few songs in, it was like, like a switch got flipped, and like huge brawl, like stuff's getting like thrown, you know, whatever. People are like like getting into it with cops outside like your security and shit like that and it was like that kind of thing just dropped happened at like the drop of a hat like you know like yeah. like it didn't need, didn't need like a build up or anything it would just be like bam like like the night's over you know kind of thing and uh and that, yeah i mean it was it like i for multiple reasons but i, I wouldn't you know kind of like not even really necessarily go down there. I guess I would kind of go down there like equal amounts as much as Richmond. But like I, I would go at that time because you you remember this. There was still like a like a like a, at that time it was more of like an unspoken beef between the cities. So you didn't really have a lot of people from Richmond going down there. You had a lot of people yeah. from VB coming up. But I think the reason for that was is that like for as multiple reasons. You understand this geographically it's hard to tour to VB yeah, because you have to go up or down 95 cut East. And then you have to cut back West. When you leave, you can't go from there to like another place. Not easily. Having, not easily. Exactly. Yeah. Or taking a ferry or some shit. Yeah. That's like, what have you. you know, <laughs> shout so out Ryan justice. Shout out Ryan. This, yeah. Like, but like, that's what I'm saying is like it, I VB was almost like this insular corner of the, of hardcore uh-huh. because it was like hard to get to. And so, but, but that also built the thing where I feel like kids there really liked bands from there. Yeah. You know, like a yeah. lot of like, they didn't care necessarily like, yeah, if bands were on tour, cool, but they went really hard for a bands there. 
Yeah, and I think that's kind of like a good explanation of how I started where I started. I didn't like, I didn't get shown like hate breed and then find out about everything from there or like terror and then find out everything from there. I started like at the local level and then like worked outward. Gotcha. Because I mean, it was like, you know, a year or two before I like figured out like what Agnostic Front was and like what sure. the Cro-Mags were and shit like that. I was just like listening, like pushing on, punch out, victim, like all of that, you know, cream of the crop. Yeah, the Lord Virginia Beach stuff. Virginia Beach stuff. What was, what was the first gig that you got, like, like that you missed that one, but what was the first gig you actually like went to in like regards to Virginia Beach hardcore? So I had gone to one at this girl's house. It was like in a garage or something out in Hampton. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not the, it's not the video. It's not the garage like, clean out video. Did I, but play I, I, think it, like, I think it is the same place. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think there was think, two shows there. Yeah, I think Vice Grip might have played, which for anybody that like doesn't know, that's Knox from Enforce. Like, yeah, his, the hardcore band he was in band. before, yeah. Um, I remember Joe being there. Oh, yeah. And like passing out flyers or like Joe buttons Limit. or something for like yeah. short fuse. His band, um, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, like I don't really have too much exposure to like what the bands that are playing are. Mm-hmm. I do remember one thing. Um, it was obviously crazy. People are moshing like super hard to like whatever is being played. Yeah. Huge fight. Huge fight breaks of out. Of course. Um, <laughs> I don't even know between who. There's just motherfuckers just fighting and just bodies just flying everywhere. Yeah. And someone had gotten outside as it was happening and like was holding the door shut. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's you. What you're describing, I'm just like, yep, sounds pretty accurate to the time. Yeah, like, and I don't even know. I, I, th- I think the person that was like holding the door shut, like, wasn't even like with you know <laughs> yeah. those people. They were They're just, just like, adding is, to the this chaos. Is how it goes. It's just fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, for for those uh, interested, I don't. You can maybe find this on. I think it's on YouTube still, but I want to say it's like. Virginia Beach Garage cleanup, cleanup or, or something like or that. Something it's just like crazy. That. So it's a show that my old old band CCP played uh, with Vice Grip at this garage, and uh, I mean, like, all I can say to y'all, I think we've talked about it once on here before, but it's like people, it's like people like finding like items in yeah. this garage, like power tools, like razor buzz saws for like a saw. And being like, that seems totally fine to throw at people. Well, like I'm breaking the fluorescent light bulbs across yeah, like each other's from backs. The ceiling, and like, like running a mattress like into oh, like the yeah. side of the crowd. Oh, yeah. Just, Dude, it was good yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's like my first like proper hardcore show. Okay. And um, yeah, I think, I think Ryan had taken me to that. And then another friend, Tyler, who actually still comes to shows. I like saw him at like the downfall record release, which is really cool. Which Tyler? Um, his name's Tyler Cartwright. He works mm-hmm. at Harrison street. Oh, okay, cafe. Chill. Hell yeah. um, skinny red hair. I, you know, I don't know. Chill. Uh, so, so you end up going to that. And I mean, like, obviously like experiencing that stuff, I'm sure it's like, whoa, like, this is because like you go see that shit. And you're like, this is like shit I see in like movies, right? You know, like exactly. It's like yeah. you're like, whoa, like this is fucking crazy. And you're playing the music that I'm listening to, like 
on the video games and like skate videos and all that type of shit. So it's like, you know, yeah, bringing like, those worlds together. So what, I mean, like from there, were you like, I was like, all in. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, what, what was next? Were you just kind of like, I got to find like where the next gigs the are. The next like, show. Yeah. The next show that I had gone to was at the Kempsville Realton. Oh shit. Which I is like, forgot about that place. Wow. Again, if you know, oh. if you wanted to look up videos of that, legendary venue that's in yeah. like a banquet hall next to uh, like a fire station straight up and like v like like the most vfw vibe yeah yeah, yeah. and i want to say naysayer might have played that dog i was at that gig yeah i know the exact gig you're talking about yeah um i think oh. naysayer played it they was like mad ball like yeah and at the time it was like five Five bands for five bucks was really yep. big. Eight bands for eight. That was just like 10 for 10. Yeah, yeah. At that time. Um, and it was just latching on like locally as well. Like, oh, we're just going to do this because it's easy. Um, sure. Now, a $5 show is unheard of. Unheard of. <laughs> I mean, like, it was like, I remember, I remember like, that was like fraud would play. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like, so Joey Alardi, like, you know, yep. like, fraud. Uh, I remember like like naysayer this and naysayer playing that gig was like kind of like oh a, a Richmond band is playing down there which was not like they always got like hella respect though yeah like, they got the pass for whatever reason like it wasn't yeah. like like you know um I remember a fire and ice show happening at the Ruton not terribly long after and like it was like static at that too um. Just I, like I won't say names, but like, a, a table gets thrown at somebody. Well, yo, and like that happened at the show that I had gone to. Um, yeah, I can't remember what band it was during. It was pro- it was probably one of the local bands because like yeah. that, again, like you're saying, like that's where like all the chaos happens or what happens. Sure. During. And people are just like throwing like folded chairs straight like, up at the walls, like into yeah. the crowd and like shit like that, which like you know it's yeah. just insanity <laughs> i gotta find the fl- i have the flyer for the gig you're talking about um but i remember i went to a, a grip of shows at kemsville well that was like the yeah that was like the place to do shows at yeah and that's dead that's really where i cut shit. my teeth on a lot of that seeing like dead and dreaming before they became oh, like, what dead and dreaming like that's people know right that. yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah, so they're playing, and I want to say this band that would come along with them that was also a Nova band called Altered State. Yeah. Um, I want to say the singer, like, uh, unfortunately passed within the past, like, five years or so, maybe. Um, but, uh, like, yeah, I'm remembering I'm, re- I'm remembering some of these, like, lineups or whatever. Um, okay, so, crazy, you and I were just in the same spot, like, hanging out. Um, yeah. But, uh, so you're going to those, like, are you, like, uh, like as you're immersing yourself in this stuff, you're in high school. What, what's kind of like your, like I know you're like a big sports head in general. What, like, were you like playing sports as well in high school or was it, were you like more in the kind of like the subculture world? Yeah, I played, I didn't play sports for the high school, but I played sure. sport. I played soccer all through gotcha. high school. And then even a little bit after high school too. Okay. So okay. that's all happening at the same time. I kind of have like this sort of like normal parallel life going <laughs> yeah. on you yeah because there's not you're, you know there's not that many people into hardcore and punk that live in newport news so like right um if you want to have like any sort of friendship with people you like you know you have that type of like 
you latch onto the sports or you drink or whatever the fuck. So sure. Sports was my staple. That's what I was grabbing onto. Um, so that kind of just carries all the way through high school. So I'm playing like soccer or whatever and like going to shows as well. Had you, had you come to like a Richmond gig yet during that time period? Or was it just all VB? Like seven it was seven just seven. all VB. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. So just, just kind of like down there. Very, very mm-hmm. interesting because hmm, I'm just thinking about it. like that. That's like, that's like a, like a really interesting time period uh, in, in Richmond as well. Like you, you never were at, so this is, this is kind of mind blowing to me. Actually, you were going to gigs in VB and stuff. Did you ever go to a show at the first warehouse? I went to, I think two. Okay. Yeah. So you were, okay. So you were at least around, I was thinking if you were simultaneously like going to gigs at that time, but hadn't been there, that would have been a very interesting thing because yeah. it, it, that kind of goes to show like, for th- those out there that don't know the geography, this is like Justin talking about being in a place. that's like two hours away. Maybe, maybe like for Newport news, like less, you know, yeah. Newport news is an hour away from Richmond city. Yeah. So that would be the equivalent of like, of like uh, a whole other scene happening only an hour away from you, but being like, no, I'm just kind of down here, which a lot of people in VB were, were like, as well as Richmond, honestly, like, like the people that did the back and forth thing were like, like I was like a rare breed. Like I, yeah. there weren't there wasn't really like a lot of like like crossover, um, and, and that's uh, like it, it was like for no real reason. It was just what my friends were like or steering me towards were like just more Virginia Beach shows and yeah. Well, of course. Happened. Well, dude, I remember like growing up and like like the like really Richmond heads were like, oh fuck that place, you know. Like even 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 like in the two the, the late two thousands, and I would be kind of like. Wait, the beef is from like '94, and I'm like, y'all are still like, I mean, like, and I would like go to shows down there and had friends down there, and the kids that I would hang out with in Richmond like were like cool with people, you know, like like yeah. the Reed Mowbrays of the world and like Mark, you know, McEwen and stuff at the time, and so it was like like really strange to me. But then I would meet people down there that were like the same thing, but just for down there, you yeah. know. Um, and uh it, it, and like now it's like that kind of like thing because of like how because the internet and how like you like ubiquitous the hardcore scene is as as, as like a as a greater whole seems almost like unheard of i don't know any like regions that are like pissed at each other you know or like, now, <laughs> like whatever but uh we just bring it back we'll just pick some places and just, just like, be mad at don't we'll like pick, it pick roanoke we'll yeah okay sure <laughs> but we'll go uh, west um, yeah, I'll just migrate. But so you, you're not like, like while you're doing like high school and like going to gigs and stuff like that, you, you aren't in a band yet, are you? No. Okay. Not even like, not even like thinking about being, in okay. A band. I am okay. just like enjoying sure. what I'm taking in. Sure. Like, yeah. so you're just going to gigs, mushing, hanging out, you know, yeah. what have you. What, uh, what, like, you know, as you get, you said you, you like, you're doing sports, like, after high school and stuff, as you kind of are, like, doing, like, your high school thing, like, 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 typical Newport News lifestyle thing, you, you end up going to school afterwards, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, you stay, you stay, so it's not like you migrate to a different place, you stay in that area. Um, yeah. At, like, like ODU? 
Yeah, I mean, I lived at home all the way through college, so gotcha. I'm still like, like easy, rooted. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't remember if you went to ODU or Christopher Newport, but uh, I mean, okay. I, I went to ODU, but I just commuted. Sure, sure, yep. sure. So like, you're so you're you're like still like down there, like going to the gigs and stuff like that. But like being in a band's not like on on your radar at all. What was your first out of state gig that you went to? Do you remember? Oh man. Cause that would be like a really, a whole other world, you know, generally VB people, if they would go out like, but like at that time they would go, if they were going out of state, they would either go to North Carolina and go to something in Raleigh or they'd go to like Baltimore. Yeah. It might've been, um, North Carolina. Okay. You know, yeah. I think it, well, I'm not going to breeze over this cause it's, it's really important to like, Virginia hardcore as a whole, sure. like that whole era of like skate high shows. Oh yeah, too. dude, for sure. So that's for where sure. like I really get exposed to like bigger bands that are like outside the area, like Turnstile, Trapped Under Ice, trapped under ice yeah. Down to Nothing. That was like oh, the first oh, time yeah. I saw Down to Nothing. Bitter End. Uh, yeah, uh, Donny Brook played there. Oh, that's right. That that gig. Donny Brook yeah. played that gig. Dead in Path, I think. Yeah through uh there i god man i went i saw i went to some ill gigs there i went to some there were some ill gigs at that it's an indoor skate park that just like would be like crushed with kids yeah and i'm sure people have seen videos from it because bands knew that that place was crazy yeah and they would try and like film a video there uh, like, oh 100 type of shit like i want to say did did Cruel Hand maybe film? Cruel Hand played played there. Yeah. They played there, and I think they played in Baltimore, and then they filmed, uh, I think it's Lock and Key video. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so it's like, I remember, yeah, I remember that stuff distinctly, like that, like, damn, Skate High. Okay, so Skate High, like, huge room but would like be like it was like i didn't see like a lot of like not good shows there for a room that big which is kind well, of a ton of people came yeah and a, a lot, lot, a lot of people sure. like a lot of people that are still around that was like their first exposure to, like, sure to our sure that makes sense uh and like god i, mean, I think like also like did like stuff like like title fight play there yeah title fight i, I was at that that's the only time i've seen title fight but it was okay. like okay legendary like tiger's jaw yeah tiger's jaw played there too okay yeah yeah so like that that or air so this is distinctly early 2010s yeah like, you know it's kind of like if i can compare it to something now mm -hmm. to give like people like a frame of reference it's kind of like how the warehouse in is Richmond, now the, sure. the level yeah. of shows that happen at the warehouse are happening at skate high it's just yeah you know, so if you're a Richmond head or you've been to the warehouse, it, I would say it is a very similar, like, it, it's like you have like your mainstay people showing up, but also there's a lot of clientele that are like, it's very, like, I'm very new. You get that mm -hmm. feeling like yeah. with like a lot, with a lot of skate high shows that were in, and like in, in the warehouse. Now you get a lot of that as well. Um, so yeah, go ahead. That's where I'm meeting like all the friends that I have like now. Like Mark. To have. Mar and, well, more like Marcus. Sure. I mean, like Marcus, Marcus there. Yeah. And like all the people that come from down that way. Mm -hmm. I meet at, um, at Skate High. Um, so, 
you know, that opens up a whole new door of like, this is what they're into. And I think find that stuff and like, you know, definitely, definitely. So you're like, you know, going to these big shows, like, you know, like, like during like that, that time period and stuff, you just going to school, but you're still not like, you're you're still not playing like, like music or anything. Did, I mean, like when, when does that bug kind of like, kind of like into your system? That enters my system, like first year college. Okay. So about the same time period with the friends that I meet from skate high. Gotcha. Those associated friend groups. I like want to start my first band or whatever. What what was the first band you ended up being a part of? (laughs) Um, We all got them, bro. I know we all got them and people can go out there and find it. Cody yeah. gives me shit for it all the time, but uh, right. Panic Attack. This band called Panic, Panic Attack. Attack. What was okay? Tell me about Panic Attack. What was the what was the vibe? What was what I, were you? I guess it was like a metallic, like hardcore band. Like it's heavier and like more like metal driven. Okay. Um, with like what is attempting to you know sound like more like Sepultura and like stuff like that. Okay. Um, okay. Not. I mean, it doesn't sound bad, bro. I mean, you know, like oh, be way worse. <laughs> it's, it sounds good on paper. <laughs> but, but it was awesome. Like, yeah. That that first exposure to like playing in a band when you're not really like trying to seek it out, you're just kind of like organically letting it happen. Sure. Um, is cool. Fuck yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. So you you end up you know doing uh, doing this. And during Panic Attack, like, what was, do you remember the first gig you played? Like, where was it? Who was it with? Oh, man. Oh, I think the first show that we played, I think it was at Mark's house. Oh, shit. Okay. In the garage. Okay. Gotcha. Because, like, he, we, like, we, like, know of him, but we, like, Mm -hmm. aren't connected yet. Like, we're not, like. We haven't like started a friendship yet. Gotcha. So you just know of each other. Yeah, and I want to say that that I th- want to say that that was like the first show, or at least one of the first shows. Um, and then we played like remember that venue VA Live that was like way out in like Chesapeake. Yes, VA Live. Okay, hold on. Ooh, I'm sure played there. I think re- uh, not Reckoning Force. Um, Rude Awakening played there, I think. I had to, I would oh, I would have had to have been there at least once. I think Tough Luck played there. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got mm-hmm. you. I know you're talking about. Yeah, we played a couple of shows there that were, you know, <laughs> way too small to be in a venue that big. <laughs> sure, of course. That was a big spot, if I remember correctly. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. You know, I think we played less than ten shows. Sure. And then sure. it was just kind of like it was it was definitely more of just like hey we're just kind of doing this because it's fun gotcha. and we're jamming we're jamming in a in a practice spot like an outdoor practice spot like storage unit mm-hmm. in downtown Portsmouth. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, night vibrant. Uh, yeah, let's go. Okay, so you so you're doing that like you know it's like playing like locally and stuff. Did you ever get outside of the seven cities or was it just yes? Down there? Okay, yeah. Okay. We played a show in Richmond. What it is now, I think it's Studio Two Three. 
it was not crazy. Stu- it's not. It was not Studio Two Three to begin. With. Yeah. Okay. Like, and, and we who played. Was it with? What was the? <sighs> we played with Stress Cracks, which was Dub's band. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Pushing right. on. Okay. I think that band Grit. Yep. Played. Oh. This it is like, like a crazy flyer because like that was like something else that I had kind of gotten like I don't know any other way to put it but kind of like got my foot in the door if you like want to call it that it sounds so mm-hmm. whack but like um or like do flyers yeah I remember you doing flyers that was like my stuff, first yeah. like exposure to like also meeting people that were like sure like Devin and Jared yeah. and Josh yeah. and yeah um. This was so. in like a room that like it so studio two three now is in like that like it's like a bigger room. This was in mm-hmm. something like smaller than that, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Dude, that I was remember, weird. Yeah, I remember exactly what you were talking about. I went to like maybe two shows there, and I remember one was like a maybe like a dead and dreamy gig that was like popping. And it was yeah. like a tough luck gig that was like just like okay. Um, if I remember correctly, but I know the room you're talking about. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the only, like, out-of-town, if you want to call it that, out-of-town sure. show that we had when, ever played. When did, like, this, when did the kind of, like, this, like, when did Panic Attack stop and you kind of start looking towards some, doing something else? Well, I think it had lasted, like, a year to a year and a half. Okay. Because I had gone, I had, like, gone to a community college before I had gone to Old Dominion. Sure. So it had ended before I went to Old Dominion. I see. Okay. And Mark's band, Stranglehold. Yep. Um, had like also stopped. And I want to say he was doing like Cold Touch. Oh, too. yeah. Okay. This is like sure. all kind of like happening like really fast and like simultaneously, sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that Cold Touch has ne- had like necessarily ended, um, but now we're kind of getting into the point of like, okay, I've had like this like little taste of like being in a band, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is fun. Now I've got the itch, and like I want to keep being in bands, keep rolling, sure, yeah. Um, and at that, you know, at that like time period, as like Panic Attack is ending, me and Mark kind of like start this friendship. And it just kind of, you know, snowballs. And that, that like, so as Cold Touch uh, would, so it's kind of like, it's Panic Attack ends and like, like, uh, I guess if you're saying Cold Touch is ending at the same time as Panic pretty, Attack? Pretty much, yeah. Right I think about. that's kind of how it worked. Because I think Mark had kind of stopped playing in oh, Cold Touch. Yeah, I kind of remember Before that, it ended. And I think okay. Ty had like, started playing cold touch or something like that. That makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. So these two entities kind of like cease and then sort of combine. Right. It's kind of into what would be red vision, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were both kind of like, you know, given what is kind of happening at large in hardcore, Mm -hmm. we're just like, this shit sucks. Uh, so this is this is like mid, like when did what year does Red Vision start? Um, I think it was like 2015. 
that well, makes, that's when the demo came out but like we started thinking about it like in 2014 and and stuff like that which which would be like as i am leaving the community college and going into and going to odu okay and, and you went to odu would you study there engineering okay yeah, I, was I, I never really I, like knew you went there. I never like knew what your degree was in. Um, so this is making sense because 2015, we we are starting to see, like, uh, you know, there and like for I feel like very new people in hardcore, like very new that probably maybe got into it like over maybe the pandemic or something or like simply sure. prior. This is going to be the kind of like a hard thing to kind of like explain but there definitely started being like this 2015 is where the end of like one kind of like like era is happening and and the the i'm gonna in retrospect i'm gonna say the attempted beginning of something else starts because if you think about it if you think about it and and this is kind of like the rise of like like kind of like uh there is a reaction within hardcore at that time to like the reaper records like era of like the hyper macho like like kind of like tough tough but not like tough guy hardcore it's like it's like a different thing but it was just like it was like a very like you know like 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 masculine hard time period and you get this you kind of get this like and you get the, the, the you get the switchback of like people being like, don't ever take your shirt off at a show or so, you know, <laughs> like, so that, like, you know, like you get this kind of like whiplash effect of people being like, like, don't you dare say you guys to a group of people like, you know, like, like kind of thing. <laughs> and so I know what, cause I, I'm remembering what Red Vision started out as is kind of, thing, like, <laughs> yo, shut up. <laughs> like, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. and, and like now I feel like, I feel like if you're a younger person in hardcore, you probably hear that and you're like, huh? Like, I, like, what do you, there was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, cause like now it's like, I feel like people like for the most part, like get along more. Now there was a lot of not getting along over yeah. subjects. Well, there was a, yeah, very hyper reactive to like hyper reactive. Yeah. To like everything. Yeah, and reactive to everything. If yeah. You know, like where Mark and I come from, and like every, really everybody else in the band comes from and like what we're into, it's just kind of like, that is just not. Yeah. That was not us. That wasn't y'all's yeah. bag. Like, you know, and, and like, also like, this is the time period where it's like, it's like you guys are into classics. You guys, yeah. you, you had gotten into hardcore, like organically through like punk and then worked your way forward. It wasn't like you personally were like, I'm into like, like met like metal or metal core and work my way backwards, which obviously happens for a lot of people. But if you're a traditionalist and you're kind of like, a, and you're kind of a traditionalist in regards to like how you approach hardcore in general, this is a very interesting time period to be a young person in hardcore because you had the rise of super heavy stuff. This is like when code orange and like Jesus piece are like really popping. So yeah. if you're into that. This is a great time period for you, but that's not really your bag you feel kind of alienated from that. And then also it's the rise of kind of like on like the punker side of things, like a, a really like, like very sensitive PC culture, like mm -hmm. is like kind of like working its way into the, into the greater kind of conversation as well. So being at y'all being like, we're going to play New York hardcore, like, and it's good. You know what? Like, like, you know, we're going to be kind of like a, a bit irreverent in our kind of like presentation or whatever. It was like really like the anti, of what yeah. was happening and kind of like out of nowhere too because like 
again, we're growing up in this area that is like not necessarily objectively Virginia Beach and not necessarily objectively Richmond. Yep. We kind of, you know, ge- literally geographically speaking and just like what we are getting exposed to is just in the middle. Know, in the middle. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, was intentionally done. We were just like, sure. we're drawing this line and we're, you're, you're not going to have to like wonder who we are. Yeah. And that's going to be that. Um, yeah. And, you know, at the time, Mark and I are listening to like a ton of rival mob. Mm, yes. A ton of no tolerance, mm-hmm. breakdown, like stuff like that. Right. Right. Fuck yeah. So you're, you're doing all that. Like, um, and yeah, I mean like, you know, just like, yeah, like the strip, like stuff that's like a little more stripped down. And I mean, what was the first red vision show? Face aggression record release. Man. Oh shit. So your first show was in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the face aggression record release. Okay. That was like y'all us bit life. I want to say, yeah, I think Bent Life played that. Mark I has a flyer still. He like ripped I, it off the strange matter wall. <laughs> I got it. I got it somewhere. I think, I think a react band ancient heads made a played. Um, and then mm-hmm. like maybe like one other, um, but yeah, like, so I, I, which, yeah. that. which is cool yeah. because like, again, you're running into this thing where like you, you and I are in the mm-hmm. same room for, years years five years probably at that point without really like knowing you know getting acquainted with who one another are but like i like saw the first breakaway show in in, in vb yeah yeah okay it was Uh, it was in that um kingpins yeah it was like the flea market and it was like literally in this side room and what a what a room dude (laughs) like (laughs) Yo, that was like, and right, I'm getting like war flashbacks to that. This room is like 20 by 20, maybe. Yeah, that's like, being generous, I think. And like, dude, it, it just like you, you put like like people whose wingspan go across the room in there. Yeah. I remember you weren't safe in that room if you were playing. If you were no. like, I remember like. Breakaway played there first show, maybe like third show too. Uh, and I just remember was like playing a judge cover and just Ray just not because Ray had a problem with me, but just decked me in the middle of it, like you know what have you. Uh, yeah, the lights would a, always get turned off too. Yeah, always. Asian Matt getting thrown through a closet or something <laughs> like is yeah. So yeah, we've been around each other. That was in 2010. So we've been around each other a grip. Yeah, right. And that's kind of like. Too like I need to mention them as well. It's like when I meet Dan, who's oh, like the older sure. Virginia Beach dude. Lockdown, Dan, yeah, lockdown, and he kind of you know takes me under his wing, so mm-hmm. to speak, too. As far sure. as like an older guy goes, as opposed to you know just my friends, uh, and kind of shows me like what's good. Too. Right, right. So you're so you're getting kind of like like mentorship and everything. Yeah, I remember, I remember like Red Vision like playing like you know like this gig and what have you. So kind of like what like what ends up being kind of like the the move for uh like you know like like Red Vision gets like pretty active like yeah. you know you you guys like have like a demo and I want to say the demo was a tape and then you guys end up doing like a seven inch how much longer like how like was it like a two years or one year after 
It might have only been a year. And in that okay. year of like, so we put out the demo and it's like only online, on yeah. like Bandcamp or whatever. Sure. And then Vlad hits up like, it was either like Mark or Cody, something like that. Yeah. Um, and he puts out the tape. Oh, that's right. Human garbage. I want human to say it was waste. Human Hold waste. On. That's it. Hold on a second. Human garbage of the band. It's human. It's, it's human waste. I'm pretty sure, or something like that. Um, I forgot Vlad was doing tapes at at some point in time. Oh, you got it. My man's got it. Yeah, right here. bro, I got it, man. Because hey, I've been cleaning. Good. Yeah. What do we got? Where, where is it? Human waste. It's the human waste. Release. There we go. Damn, I gotta I gotta look up what my man was. There it is, dude. I gotta look up what my man was. Uh, what else my man was doing? Um. What else he put out? Probably a cornbread thing or cornbread, and you know, bitter rivals is like kind of like oh, Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, be, I'll be crucified later for I'm bringing, sure bringing that I'll be up. Upset <laughs> about that, but that's um, fine. Okay, but that you know that's happening at like the same time that Red Vision is happening. Yeah, and I believe you know I know Hunter was in that band. I think Mac was in that band, and so was I think Brant drummed. Did he? Was David Gladfelter in that band? No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. He oh, he was in a band called Warpath. Uh, yeah, I think for those that don't know who David Gladfelter is, he is he is on his way to being in like the UFC. Like, yeah, you will um, be watching him on pay per views soon. Look, look up this Richmond hardcore legend. Like he's, yeah. I went to high school with this guy, and he's been around for a while, and he is a monster. He's a he's a great cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh yeah so uh okay so like bitter right i do remember when bitter rivals was because that was the thing is i like meeting like it was interesting about like like me and you is that you and i have been in the same rooms for a long time but you got into hardcore young by comparison to like a lot of other people probably at that like you're in your age bracket uh hunter and them like i were like just coming around kind of like right around the bitter rivals time period so that would have been like 2013 14 maybe so like, yeah because i mean they were like into like deathcore and like metalcore yes. and like all that and i like yes. i just never had that face it wasn't sure. that like i heard it and like avoided it or anything it was just like i don't know it, it feels like it was more accessible in richmond with places like kingdom yes yeah. Like yeah. Like, so in, in, in Virginia beach, it was a thing too, but I feel like it was a thing like, like, uh, it was all, it, it, what was weird is it crossed over more to hardcore there before your time, like a little yeah. bit before your time. And then it like, didn't anymore. Like, but in Richmond, it was like very like separate, but definitely happening. Like you'd have like Canal Club, you know, Canal Core type stuff, and you'd yeah. have like Kingdom and 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 everything, and uh, and that was happening. And those, yeah, like those kids, I feel like that we would all be in friends with and end up being in bands with later. Were all into like um, they were going to see like like Acacia Strain and stuff, and like you know, yeah. like, like like that, like you know, big stuff at the time. So you, you know, like. Red Vision, you you meet kind of like the other Richmond contingency or the Richmond contingency to like kind of like what y'all are doing at the same time. Like, do you, does like, I feel like Red Vision got 
started playing out pretty early, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I can't remember um, if it was after the 7-inch came out. I want to say it was before the 7-inch came out. We had played with um, Cease to Resist yes. on like a three-day run. Like up, up north. north. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Poughkeepsie. Mm-hmm. It might have just been Poughkeepsie in Jersey. Sam might sense. actually remember this. I don't yeah. know. Probably, uh, probably Poughkeepsie at the, the My Pizza place. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and <laughs> Jersey was what, EMS? It was not EMS. It was the Log Cabin. Oh, sick. Oh, wait. Yeah. Did, did Breakway play that too? Uh, I think Breakway might have played that I one. I think we came up as like a random one-off. And I think and J- Countdown was supposed to play too, but like not ended up not playing. Ended up not playing, and I remember because like there's a video of 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 like y'all moshing and stuff like Langston's there and shit like that. So mm-hmm. I think it, it has to have been like we came up just as like a random like one off or something. And Sam was in the band, so he would already been there because he was in Cease as well mm-hmm. and Lagan. So yeah. okay, all right, that makes sense. Um, but uh. Okay, so like this happened, this goes down, and um, like uh, you, you know, you guys like you know, you so you get out there early, the record comes out, and uh, and I, you know, I know that y'all were playing in like Richmond a fair amount, um, and stuff, and and you know, on like a, a lot of gigs, you know, like like around around then, this is probably like what 2016, 17? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. About that. Uh, so what, like you guys do the seven inch, I remember you guys do like a, like a promo, like a lathe cut. Yeah. So that that's for the seven inch. That's when, so the seven inch is when we meet like everyone associated with like Edgewood. Sure. So Craig right. and Scott right. and Cody, Scott. PJ, yep. all that. And they, they put out the seven inch and we play off that for like a while. A minute. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, we play off that for a while. Okay. Um, I want to say maybe like it might have been like two years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that it might have been. Yeah, two years, and then um, the two song thing sure. comes out with mm-hmm. which is the lathe cut with songs that would end up being on the LP. That's later. right. Do y'all end up during this time period? Are y'all like like doing like a lot of East Coast, or is it just, or is it mainly just VA? I, I can't really remember. We had played up north a few times, um, yeah. so we did the run with Cease to Resist, and then we did a tour with Violence to Fade, which oh yeah, I think was like a week. Well, Keith, so with Keith is in restraining order now, and yeah, uh huh, I got you. Yeah, Maybe and then, Will Will might have been in that. Will was in it, I think. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And, you know, that's, I think we had played like uh, Wilkes Bear, Jersey, Connecticut. Um, I think we played Poughkeepsie again. Okay. On that tour at the Pizza Place. Again. Sure, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, we meet Ryan on that tour, Mr. I think. Mr. Honings, of course. Yeah. Um, I think we play some other places too. I, I think I, I'm remembering it being like six shows okay. for some reason. I'll, I'll have to try and like find the flyer find or, whatever. or whatever. All right. Yeah. So, so you guys are doing that, but, and then you guys start working on 
on LP, also Edgewood. Uh, and that, like, you know, I remember the time people were working on that, recording that and everything. That comes out in 2018. Let's see. Or I don't even know. It's just that that process <clears throat> was such a grind to write. Yeah. What, what was like? It, it kind of explained the process, like you know, because I I actually from the outside kind of remember it being like that. Well, you know, the seven inch and the LP, they sound just completely different. Pretty different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2018 is what I got here. Yeah. Um, so the LP is kind of obviously writing an LP, even if you're like not transforming, like what your sound is like, is just difficult. Mm-hmm. You're like trying to write like 10 or 12 songs. It's just hard. Um, but you add the layer of like trying to sound a little different on top of that and like re- reinvent, so to speak, like what you sound like, it also makes it more difficult. So that's that's like why it was a grind um that process was actually really cool um and probably the i won't say like the hardest that Mm -hmm. i've worked on anything but probably like where i've learned the most sure about like writing music and recording music um we had recorded that with jordy yep dead dreaming and while we recorded it, um, Dave had set in on the studio. Yeah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, Which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. For me, fuck yeah. You know, especially if you're from Virginia and he's helping produce your record. That's that's something. And there's some crazy stories that we'll have to, you know, offline <laughs> get a good laugh. Um, yeah, okay, I'm sure with him. <laughs> um, but that, you know, I learned so much about like writing lyrics and shit and like phrasing in that time gotcha. period um because of him and like he continued to put on for us so like you know shout out definitely he'd um, like throw you on good gigs i remember like when like, he would like, yeah do, like, we played the christmas show and, and yeah. that was like you know that was awesome fuck yeah especially like since our whole group would go to the christmas show like every year Sorry. And then you're like finally playing it. Now we're playing. So, Fuck yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess just some like inside baseball. I won't mm-hmm. like tell what song it is, but uh, he had written one of the songs on Oh, the yeah, that's right. I remember that now. I remember yeah. that he did that now. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yep. Which yep. is like, you know, at the time it was awesome, but you know, even as like years have passed, like four or five years at this point, um, it like gets even cooler because it sure. just like adds like that lore around the LP. Definitely, dude. Definitely. So you guys end up doing that. And, and, and I remember like you guys, like you guys do some stuff on, on the, off that record. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you get out there more than you like had been. Yeah. Um, we play the West coast with you guys. Yep, I remember that breakaway and dead heat. Yep. Yeah. Like around like coast. Thanksgiving time, which uh-huh. is like, crazy too because you guys break away mm-hmm. you're like really hitting your stride dead heat is new and like mm-hmm. you know turning into like a thing well, yeah a thing for sure yeah and you know then you got us just... yeah but this is what i remember what i distinctly remember was let's see that was 
Uh, Oxnard, uh, LA, and um, San Diego. And San Diego. Y'all smoked at that LA gig. I distinctly remember like how like 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 inner like wild y'all set was like, in comparison to like the rest of the bill. And I remember like and I remember thinking like then I was like oh cool like like these these guys got it like you know yeah. like uh like kind of thing. Um and uh yeah so I remember, I remember y'all doing those West Coast dates with us. Did, did you do any like I remember what what y'all did East Coast wise? Y'all played like an LDB in there too. I want to say. Yeah, we played LDB. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Y'all done like a United Blood maybe at this point? Or, yeah, we no. played United Blood on the LP. Yep. Um, and it played like United Blood pre-show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all smoked at yeah. that too. But that was like just 7-inch. Yeah, that was that was Mind Force, Breakaway, Red Vision, Unified Right, and Queensway, I want to say. Yeah, it sounds right. <laughs> I, I, I remember <laughs> um and have we covered victim Matt fuck yeah what song did you what, what song did you do i think it was just the intro just electrocutioner fuck yeah yeah oh yeah um, yeah if, for those out there that don't listen to victim if you don't know what yeah. victim is you need to go it's on spotify just look up victim and you, you'll know the one that's the hardcore band if there's others yeah. but yeah you should the listen unreleased to agnostic front record straight up it's really good <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Um, um, I don't know if we ever played the Northeast on that. That's kind of crazy. Because y'all were doing stuff. That's kind of crazy that you may not have. We had played like Baltimore. Sure, that's, sure. That's probably one of my favorite shows that I had ever played. Because yeah. we got to play a stout in Baltimore. Oh, that's right. And they had like never played... Or they hadn't played like in a long time, dude. I was going in about stout to uh, <laughs> so do, do you remember Brandon Van Buskirk? He was like in Dead Heat before Vince, yeah, he's awesome. So he lives in Berkeley. So, like, we, I was just getting coffee with him this morning, and he had never really listened to stout. And I had like a moment where I was like, brother, let's like, listen to me. I was like, I'm gonna see my favorite songs, and I was like, you gotta read these lyrics, they, they don't make any sense, they're incredible. <laughs> like, you know, so I'm like, punishing him about stout this morning. And uh, he was like, Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Yeah, it's <laughs> you're awesome. freaking me out, bro. It's crazy, dude. But, and we um, played, uh, we played the West Coast again with Downfall and Combust. That's right. Y'all did the Downfall Combust that, run. Okay, sure. Dude, that was like, that was from Seattle to San Antonio in a Fuck week. Yeah. Okay. Fuck so, yeah. Damn. Awesome. Awesome shows. Killer. And probably. You know, that's kind of touching close to like the band kind of like starting to, you know, sure. At that, and- at that point, y'all had been a band for how long? Like what? Like four years? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, yeah. And that, but like, even though the band was starting to kind of like change and we're kind of kind of just getting tired of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I feel like those are probably some of like the better shows that we had played and at least sounded because we That's were just cool. like all dialed in played so much. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, I, I, I think I kind of remember where y'all were like, all right, like this, this is it. And that would have been maybe like 2019. 
Yeah, so we had actually set up um, kind of like a little last run of shows. We weren't making it too much of like a big deal. Sure. Um, but Langston had kind of like expressed that he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And the last show that we had played with him was like the Mind Force matinee show at the camp. Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he kind of stepped, stepped away from the band. And then we got Brant. Right. To play. Oh, and, that's right. He wasn't there for and a second. Simultaneously, he is also playing for Downfall because Langston drummed in Downfall too. Right. Okay. Um, and I think Downfall that time. Let me look at this shit. This is what's so good about Spotify. I they give you the, they give the, the year. Uh, yeah. Downfall. What? Twenty nineteen. I don't know if Enemy to uh, if Enemy to Me or is that the name of the record? So Downfall demo came out in 2017. Dead to Me came out in 2019, July of 2019. Right, 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 right. So it's right around the same time period. And Brant had played. We're kind of accelerating the timeline here because like Langston leaves the band, and then we're kind of like, oh shit, like what do we do? (laughs) You know. Um, But Brant joins. We play a gig out in Norfolk Uh at the original studio. 239. Okay. Crazy. I think you were at that. Okay. Oh, yes, I was. Oh, we covered shit, Agnostic that Current. Was, like, yo, that shit was clean as hell. That shit went yeah. off. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was awesome. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like looking up from there like, oh, you know, maybe we can actually still maybe we can actually still do this. There's, there's gas in the tank. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah for sure. Um, so we kind of set up this like run a shows, not necessarily reluctantly, but kind of like, okay, these last sh- these shows that we're setting up will like be our last ones, but they'll be like really good. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think that run was supposed to, one run was supposed to be with Mad, an outsider. Oh fuck. I remember that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Damn. Like well, and like maybe Poughkeepsie was in there or something like that. Like I, I, I have well, to- I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember. It was like three dates. Uh huh. You could like look at it on your phone or whatever. I am. I, I keep a folder. You know, I'm organized. Hold on. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can find that one. Damn. Uh, okay. So you would set up. You would set up those. And was there additional ones to that or just those? The then there was a Jersey one that I think was going to be like us, Blind Justice, Raw Brigade, and I think that was going to be at Copa. Whoa, dude. And Dead Downfall, I think, was going to play. I don't know if they were on the flyer or not, but, like, they were for sure going to play because at that time it was just like, oh, Hunter just has to come. Yeah, because I guess it was kind of just like the same band. Yeah. Minus. Okay, that makes sense. That makes Um, sense. Which is awesome. Like, and makes it, makes it easier. Yeah, logistically speaking, it makes touring uh, very easy when you have two bands that are from the same place um, with like essentially the same members. So, okay, here, here's what it was. It was going to be West Haven, Connecticut. Okay. Uh, Wilkes Bear in Baltimore. Yeah. Damn. Bummer. What if that would have been a good time? Fuck. <laughs> And um, yeah, then there was a Jersey show that I think I think that was announced. Uh, that I think I think Jason and Avery had, had set that. That one up. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think. I think there was one in the works 
that was going to be, um, you're, you know, that band Street Weapon from Norfolk. Yeah. Okay. Um, I remember the name, but I don't remember anything. Oh, like, I don't remember. They weren't a studio band, were they, or were they? They were a studio band. Okay, yeah. It was, like the younger, it was like the younger kids of the studio yes, band. I got you. Okay. And they had just released, like I think it was like a seven inch or something like that. I don't even know if, I don't even know if it got pressed. Um, but they put out like this EP and we were going to play like their record release. And that was going to be like a silent last show. Sure. Okay. And then COVID happened. COVID happened. And yeah. it just so completely eliminated any of that. Yeah. So that, that happened. I'm remembering all this now. So that happens. And then, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, I guess the retroactively, the last gig ends up being that mind force gig. Being no, the retroactively the last gig was the uh, studio. Cause that oh, came out. Sure. Okay. That was well, the one gig know, with Brant. Not Good a terrible game. one to go out on, to be real. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. clean. That one, I remember being like, kind of. I remember being like, "Oh, this is the scene that this band needs to play, to, like to you know, what yeah. whatever the equivalent of this is in other places is where they really need to be, like doing the shit." And how that like whole thing kind of started with them and getting to be like getting to know them was pretty cool too, because we had played uh, that like frat house garage show you remember that dude now that i'm remembering this like i know y'all like broke up but like dude towards the end y'all were playing like kind of like not just like that was a good set like on some like crazy shit yeah that frat house show was like there people hanging from the ceiling and shit bro like yeah it was nice gotta go up gotta go out on top i guess so man (laughs) um but i think um jake the guy that sings for Reckoning Force. Yeah, yeah. I think he was at that show because okay. I was it being like, is it called Slump? Yes, they're Slump or, yes, Slump is a band. Yes, Something yes, yes. like that. Yeah, I think he's like friends with those guys. Okay. They played, so he was there. But like Reckoning Force is a thing. Mm-hmm. And like Lethal Means is a thing. Right. We like played like Lethal Means Reckoning, uh, uh, Lethal Means record release like in Norfolk prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Reckoning Force had had a new record come out, and they were having a record release show in Norfolk at that place called Charlie's. And from what I've been told, it was just like Jake saw us play and was like, yeah, we have to have them. Got to have them down. Okay. And okay. that's kind of like what started the, you know, the friendship, which then led into like, Mark playing in Lethal Means and Reckoning Force and like oh that's that right he's in both he's in both those now damn okay yeah yeah there it is yeah both for for fans of hardcore punk music if you aren't familiar with the of the uh, not for the week records lineup uh, go check that stuff out you know I, I, it's the kind of thing where like I know they that label sells records but I don't think a lot of their bands really get outside of a certain region like physically. Um, so you may not have heard of these bands, but, but if you're into like 80s style hardcore punk, like early, like 85 and before look this shit up, it's really good. Um, so COVID happens, obviously everybody's on a halt. Yeah. 
everything like you know it, it's kind of like it, it's i imagine it's easier to be like well yeah we're done i guess yeah it was just like all right well fuck it you know yeah, sure it'll never so, happen <laughs> so what during this time period what do you i mean it's it's like there's no gigs happening or anything like that like you know like i i know you're just like like uh, we, we were chilling you know it's like i know you're just working like yeah you know had there had there was there any idea in your mind of doing like another band we had been like under the you know i'm not gonna call it like a lockdown but like people were at home you know and some people sure. weren't going to work and that lasted you know i mean for me it lasted it still happens you know still right um but for some people, they didn't go to work. I think it was like for like a couple months, something mm-hmm. like that. And I think we were just kind of enjoying like not doing anything. Sure. For a little bit. Sure. Um, and just kind of like allowing like that bit of breathing room after being like shows, shows, like recording and like all that type shit. Um, and then you get like the itch. You kind of start with all all that free time. You start like listening to things that maybe you like would listen to here and there, but you start to like explore a little bit more, Um, you know, mainly like deeper cut, hardcore Japanese, hardcore. Yes. Crust. um, And, you know, power violence, all that type of stuff. You got a lot of time on your hands. You can get really creative with what you're, <laughs> what you're listening oh, I, to. I remember doing so. I, they're in that exact time period, so I know what you're talking about. So it kind of, you know, hit us because I lived with Mark at the time, like when all that was happening. And um, we were like, okay, well, we want to start, start something new. Mm-hmm. And we knew that we wanted it to be fast but our entry point to fast was like uh piece by piece sure okay stuff like that stuff like fast hardcore yes and um really into piece by piece during that time period and we were like let's just make it sound like that and like internal affairs stuff like that very california like circa 2000 something yeah i i I got you Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, where it's like they're not playing, they're not playing blast blast beats like yeah, you know, like a power violence band is playing blast beats, but more like choppy type stuff. It's it's quick. Um, so we kind of start jamming that out at the house, then the practice space, and that's with um, me, Mark, Vlad, and Brant. Okay, so essentially Red Vision. It was it, it was Red Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It, it, it was Red Vision. And I think you know we had written like seven or eight songs. Oh wow! Yeah, no lyrics to them, but all the you know the bones were there as far as the music goes. And we kind of got it, and we were just like, we didn't record it, just iPhone recordings. Sure. And we were like. I don't know if we want to do this. <laughs> okay. You know, it just like didn't live. I think when you have like, when you can't like take what you've created and then like go play a show. 
or record sure. it. Or, you know, yeah. It leaves you like more time to kind of sit with it and think like, is this like really what we want to do? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't bad music at all. I right. mean, you could record it right now and release it. Be fine. Okay. Um, so then we start getting into like the idea of doing something that's more crust. And this is when Sam comes into the picture. Okay. And we start Are toying we? around. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Okay. I think yeah. There's a couple practices there. Interesting. Um, okay. He's a good guy. Sam, you can, yeah. Sam, you can let me know if you were there for two practices <laughs> or not, but I, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, it was two. Sure. Um, and that was more like, let's try and sound like tragedy ah. or victims. Like, okay. You know, which kind of makes crust, sense, but like, yeah, arena, arena crust. crust stuff. Like, yeah. Cause I really, we like, I remember like Mark and I like kind of attempted to do that with like Neuromancer. So it's like, that's like, and he can write shit like that. Like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, for sure. I totally hear you. And we're like starting to like really think like, you know, you obviously have influences like as a, when you try and start a band, but like more like, how can we make this as like extreme as possible? So it's where it's like almost jarring for someone to listen to. And we kind of toy around with that idea and we're just like, "Mm, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't. Yo, arena crust is hard in my opinion to make jarring. Yeah. It's It's a very, like for that genre, it's like that sub sub genre. It's very slick by comparison to its non arena counterpart. Yeah. So I feel like arena cross kind of sounds good to listen to as opposed to bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not, there's not like a lot of fuzz there where it's just no. like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds like you're listening to like, it like, like a lot of a telegrams. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and you know, with Brant, it's just like that's not that's not his bag no. at all. No, um, it's not. It's not corn. So he is not interested. In that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then that brings on like, okay, well, what is like extreme that is like tolerable? I guess to sure. listen to. Like you don't lose it too much. And then we start doing like. Napalm Death mm. and insect warfare mm-hmm. and like the more grindy yeah kind of stuff and mixing right. in like death metal in there too to like blend everything together and then keeping the shop the song links uh, short so it's like hardcore yep yep and we start to really feel it like this is like kind of like what we want to do mm-hmm. um, and we start writing the songs that you know. The EP is um, the Killing Pace EP. Is, is. Yeah, we, so wait a second. Is All Sam drumming at first? Huh? Is Sam drumming at first? No, Sam was um, playing. I think it was like guitar or, or bass or something. Whoa! Like that. I had no yeah. idea. Oh, interesting. yeah. I think okay. I'm remembering that correctly. It's kind of like we were just going into the practice space and just trying to like write crazy shit. Sure. Like during that I time. Yeah. And, you know, Brant's drumming. Mac enters the band at this point mm-hmm. because he's got, he that, is, he's kind of got that background. Yeah. Yeah. He, lo- he loves grind. He loves death metal. He loves power violence. So it's like mm-hmm. perfect. And he's like hanging out with us. He's our friend. Stuff like that. Sure. Um, so we start writing those songs. 
and we get like a good basis. I mean, you know, from what the EP is out there, it's probably like we have like 80%, 85% of that written already. Okay. Okay. And it's still not really Brant's thing. No, it's not corn. Yeah. So <laughs> no. he takes a step back. Yeah. He, I think he was just, I think he was just worn out of playing in bands and like general. I, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes a step back from that and takes a step back from, uh, downfall, you know, later on right after shows come back and stuff like that. Um, but then we're kind of like, all right, well, what the fuck? Like we have like all this stuff written that we like actually like, um, but who's going to drum? Yeah. No, when we play in bands that like, that's probably one of the hardest things to find. It's one of the hardest fucking things to find. Yeah. And when you're playing what we're trying to play, it like makes it, you can't suck. You can't be, you can't even be mid really. Like you have right. to come. Kind of, yeah. You have to be like really good at it. So Mark and I kind of start brainstorming and you know, we're also at that time, like listening to like barge, Oh, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Right. And I won't really ever forget it. Like, we're, like, sitting in the back room at, like, the house we're living in or whatever. And I'm like, yo, you just got to, like, ask Isaac. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. We had asked somebody else. Um, We had asked Scott. Oh, sure. He's so particular, though, man. Like, I I love Scott, but it's, like, he's, like, I feel like he, he, it's, Scott, if you're listening, this is no just to you. I feel like it's Scott's way or the highway a little bit. So <laughs> it's like if it's not exactly like what he's, he's a traditionalist. He's, like, a, very, yeah, he's a traditionalist that. for sure. He's um, I'm gonna have him on here at some point. But he has also got a shitload going on yeah, with ASM yeah, and Left like Cross, Cross and stuff Spite, like that. And I think you know Yeah, I think he's like filling in for bands too, yeah, like later yeah. on. He's um, busy. Yeah. So he you know some time passes. He doesn't really get back to us. It, whatever. Um, we, you know, still like pretty cool. Cause we've convinced him somehow to like us. He's putting oh, us no, on he's, he's, he's putting, <laughs> he, he's down with y'all now. <laughs> um, but we asked Isaac like in parallel, we're just like, you know, we're just throwing lines out to Scott and we're throwing a line out to Isaac and pretty much whoever See, whoever says yeah. yes first Those are the only two guys that i know yeah. that can do blast beats that live in the city so. right right um and then isaac's like yeah i mean i'm you know I'm it's down. funny i talked to isaac around this time period and he isaac for those that may not know is is in a lot of bands isaac is yeah. in killing pace isaac is in division of mine isaac is in nosebleed isaac is in blazing tomb mm-hmm and I feel like I'm forgetting something. So he's filling in for Tempter soon. Oh, and he's going to do that in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Sam, yeah. Sam can't make it. Sam told me. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Isaac is spread pretty thin. Uh, mm-hmm. So when he was talking about it, he's like, "Yeah, they asked me to be in like this grind band they're doing," and I'm just waiting for him to be like, "I don't got time for that." And he says like a pause, and he goes, "I think I'm going to do it." And I was like, really? I was like, I was like, I was like kind of taken aback. I was like, you're going to join another band. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, Division Mind doesn't do like that much. He's like, Nosebleed really isn't doing anything right now. And he's like, you know, like, he's like, I'm also going to do this death metal band with Chris. And, 
And, you know, I was like, so I think, uh, I think I'm going to do it. And I was like, you're crazy. But I was like, all right, man, go, go for it. And yeah. then lo and behold, it just like, it, 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 it became what it became. And dude, I like, I was like really selling it to him. I was like, pretty much like, yo, we're not going to play that much, you know, practice here and there. It won't be like that big, that big of a deal. We're just kind of, it's like a project, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And um, he was like, good, let me listen to the songs and I'll get back to you and like that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. And at that point, like so much time had passed from Brant being like, I don't want to do this, not hearing back from Scott. I'm like, okay, well, this is getting to be like, we might not be doing this. This yeah. might just never come out. But he's like, yo, I'm down. So he, tell, he tells us he's down. And the first practice, dude, I will never forget it. He was like, yeah, so I like the songs. Um, you know, there's definitely something there that I can work with. But I'm going to kind of play this how I want to play it. You know, because his, his and Brandt's styles are just different. Yeah. We're like, cool, whatever, sure. you know. And one, he knew all the songs pretty much. Um, yeah. First practice, only having listened to it. And that, for one, is just like, holy shit. Like, how? Yeah. <laughs> um, but he also brings like that extra element to the band that is like, oh, like we didn't realize it at first, but we were just kind of like playing like hardcore. Yeah. He, he's from the, that world. Like he's like from a more right. punk background. Like, well, he played in large in Meth Lab too, which oh, was like a crazy Meth Lab. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and also like the early Enforced stuff. So he is like bringing That's this right. like yes punk and like Jesus, that guy's over. been in some bands. Holy fuck, man! Right, and um, he just adds like that extra element to it. That's like, okay, this is what we want it to sound like. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he starts me playing or whatever. And I'll never forget, like, Mark's just playing guitar. And he hits something. I think it's like in, like, Dose to Death. He, like, played something differently than we had been playing it originally. It's like, I think it's like the, the breakdown part. Right. Yes. It was like a two step or like an upbeat kind of thing. And he's the one that, like, slowed it or brought it down. down. Sure. And. Mark and I, like, he hits it, and then, like, Mark and I just, like, look at each other and just, like, like yo, let's fucking go, let's fucking dude. go, brother, let's go, dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, uh, you know, we jam the songs, we polish them up, finish writing. I think it was, like, Consuming Dark, the last song on the EP. That was the only one that was kind of, like, outstanding. Mm-hmm. That and Sacrificial Game. Gotcha, um, okay. Finish writing go to record with Jordy get like experimental in the studio. Sure. As Jordy probably can make you do. Yeah. Yeah. Adding like sounds through like, a, you know, feel, just filling in like that dead air, you know, kind of thing. Um, recorded vocals live. Interesting. Pseudo, pseudo live. That's cool though. I think that, that, that fits that. Yeah. He had, he pumped like the music, the recorded music through the PA speakers in his studio. Uh-huh. And just like handed me a mic. And then we just like, did that. Oh, okay. I got you. That yeah. makes that makes sense for y'all though. Yeah. Um 
we started playing shows before we had done that. That is right. I remember that y'all had been playing shows before they even had any music out. Yeah, we hadn't even recorded yet. Yeah, y'all just yeah. like started out playing shows, and they were going very well. Like I remember your your first gig was that year the night downfall show. Yeah, and then shortly after that was MAD Blazing Tomb at Crystal. Yeah, was there one in between? I think there was one in between. Let me look. I remember the the one at Crystal. That was y'all's gig, like for sure. Um, I'm looking this shit up right now. Really, yeah that that one really went in. Like I'm trying to think. I, I like I couldn't remember if that was your. I feel like that is your third gig. I feel like there was something kind of like yeah, like in in between there. Um, I just don't remember what it was. Had y'all played a beat show maybe? No, because we had only no. done that recently. No, okay. that was our second one. Okay, that, that was second our second one. one. Yeah, because I, I remember. Yeah, we had played um, the bib one at the warehouse yes. shortly after. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, big game. And big that's, game. Yes. that's when it, like, you know. I remember, that, that, I remember like, being obviously at the second one, but I remember getting videos from the third one and being like, Oh yes, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Like, kind of figure out like what our, our crowd is, so to speak. Well, the piece is an interesting band because I feel like your crowd can really be anything depending on, I feel like there is a, if you were to go with like a, like, uh, eight out of ten aggressive music shows Killing Pace can play, and it's gonna make sense. I feel like the type of shows that y'all can't play are very, it's like a very specific, like, I, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I have to think about what they would even be, yeah, maybe like super beat down gig, but even still, I feel like you have things that translate, like. You know, but like punk gig works out fine. Metal gig works out fine. Uh, has to be an aggressive metal gig, though. I feel like if you are to play like something more like, uh, let's say for like for Richmond, like uh, sake, like an inner Arma show, I feel like y'all would be like kind of out of place on something like that. Like, yeah, for sure. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, like a little more like like metal for the music type of gig. Yeah. You know, like that's not really for y'all. <laughs> Um, savant type stuff yeah that's not really <laughs> that's not really for y'all but like most you can pretty much play anything you know yeah um so we're playing we yeah. record um then the the record comes out in may mm -hmm. um you put the tapes out I did the raven yep and that kind of creates the more like you know, everything we had played was local sure. at that time. Yeah. Uh, that kind of, I guess people are kind of seeing that from out of state just through friends that we have. And then like three videos that are being taken. Yep. As, as things it. organically move these days. Yep. Yeah. And, um, that kind of brings it full circle for people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause so, I feel like people started seeing videos. It's like you have the, like the good video, like the bib gig, you have like a good, like, opening set and like takeover uh like and like i and you know and like people hear the music it's obviously hard and crazy and shit i don't think people you don't play during summer though if i remember correctly um 
I don't. Oh no, you did have a show. It was a show that you and I set up together, um, which is June. Uh, it was going to be the Flex gig, and yes. Flex couldn't make it into America. So th- this is interesting. You headline that show, and a ton of people still roll, like, and it becomes like yeah. a benefit for like warehouse, like AC or something like that. Yep. So and like, like that's kind of when it's like. I mean, I already knew, but it's like, oh, something's there's a mystique around this band. There's like a there's something here that is like happening that like I think for Richmond specifically, y'all Killing Pace hits this middle point for like all the scenes, like which a lot of scenes are retro and bleed over these days in general. But it's like, okay, if you're into punk, you can like Killing Pace. If you're into metal, you can like Killing Pace. If you're into hardcore, you can like Killing Pace. Like pretty much all like the three. The HCPM unit. Yeah. There's not, there's not like a scene that can be like, <clears throat> like, there's, like, if you're a punk in Richmond, you could be like, downfall is not my thing. If you're in a, you know, like, if you're in like metal, maybe like, ah, like, like, I don't like love DOM. Like, you know, that's not, it's like not really for me or whatever. But KP has something for every, everybody, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So, uh, so that definitely, uh, Yeah, you know, what's cool about that is I remember, like, you, me, and Mark talking about, like, the hardcore punk metal. Oh, yes, the the, the throwback to No Way Records era. Yeah, we were at, like, some Broadberry gig talking about it. We were like, yo, we got to find the flyers because it was just, like, (sighs) hardcore punk metal, like, on on the flyer, and it was, like, related back to, like, the MySpace MySpace. thing. MySpace. Tag your band as something, and it was always just... Hardcore punk, hardcore punk, but every band. So the thing, what it was, and you remember it's, it's perfectly. What so eight CPM that we talk about sometimes is, is for hardcore punk and metal, and how that became a thing was a distinctly punk scene, like hardcore punk scene, like that was their kind of like inside joke locally or, or between here and North Carolina, which was around like Noi Records and Grave Mistake, which is at the time MySpace. You had to put if you were in a band on MySpace, you had to put three genres. Uh, for like what you were and it was like every band that was like hardcore doesn't matter what type they always put hardcore punk metal i think mm-hmm. dtn was funny and was like hardcore punk and like hip-hop or something so yeah. like, so occasionally it's like that or whatever but and i remember you would see that like hcpm freaks like on a flyer or something you know like what what have you and we couldn't find a flyer, but I do remember we typed that in and it did come up on the Sorry State Records website yeah. as like a tag. So I was like, okay, I didn't just make this up. I do remember this as being a thing. Um, but yeah, I mean like, and it's funny how like our friends adopted it from like a different, from actually a more like utilitarian meaning of being like, oh, we're into all this. Yeah, this is like we're all into you know we're into like every corner here, um, you know it's like I, I, like for example this podcast this podcast is very heavily associated with hardcore because I'm a hardcore person, but it's for I try to cover all you know all of it you know like, yeah kind of thing. yeah I so, mean and also just like look at the bands that we do like not just Killing Face but like Mad. Yes, metal driven. Downfall with the more recent record is there's a lot of metal influence in there. There is metal influence in there. What I like about Downfall though is that Downfall to me is like in a world where like every band is like 
hardcore plus something else. And I, I'm like literally your band and my band qualify for that description. What I like about Downfall is that Downfall is just a hardcore band. They're not even like a like a beatdown band or like a heavy hardcore band. They have heavy parts, but Downfall is hardcore. And I and I think there's not as many. There's like a few more now than there than there used to be. There was a time period where I feel like that wasn't that was kind of like falling to the wayside. Kind of what we talked about earlier. It was either you were like heavy or you were punk, you know, for yeah. like, like a bit there, you know. So I, I like the fact that they're just like we're hardcore, you know. Yeah. Um, but definitely, definitely more metal influence on the, uh, on, on the LP that came out this year. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, and, and so killing pace, you recently, uh, you know, triple B is, is, has, is pressing your triple B and streets of hate are pressing your, uh, EP on 12 inch. Yeah. And, um, you guys played like the days triple B streets of hate showcase in New York. That's your first out of state show. Yes. And that's that my go? first time playing New York City. Crazy! How did how did that go? It was awesome. Hey, yeah, I mean that's I, that's what I heard. I just wanted to see what your perspective was on it. You know? Yeah, um, it's a pretty big venue. Yeah, Monarch. I I kind of heard things here and there that it was pretty big, like eight hundred or so. Cap. Yeah, that's about right. Um, we had a good reaction. It was fun. A lot of friends there that you don't get to see too often. Sure. So. Um, sure. Stayed with Eric. Oh, Stayed yeah. with Eric. Ate okay. food. The homie. Where 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 we where where we go? Uh, Anthony and Sons. Oh yes, sir. What you yeah. what you get? Godfather. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Dude, I can't. What did? Oh, I got the. It was called the Winter Special. Mm. And what's, what's up? I, I know, like the FDNY thing is like the yeah. one like you have to get or whatever. But I was having a lot of success not getting what everybody else got. Okay. So okay. Like, Respect. Keep doing the gamble. Um, it was sausage, peppers, onions, and mozzarella cheese on garlic bread. Yes, and it was, it was, it was fire. <laughs> I mean, it sounds fire as hell, brother. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Um, Do you guys remember like I rolled up to Eric's house like last time I was there and he just like had a sit, he had a, had Anthony and waiting for me, bro. And I was, I was just sort of took one bite cause I never had it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? This is like yeah. the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. Yeah, you you instant like when you eat that you're like okay now I see like why Andrew was just complaining about sandwich places all the time oh, when he comes here. Yo, I see his ass tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna fucking well I'm gonna take it yo. So there's a spot I'm I'm blowing up the spot Bay Area. I'm sorry. There's a spot that if you go through here that is the best Chinese food I've ever had in my life <laughs> uh, at this spot called San Tung. They're open weird days of the week. They're not open Tuesdays or Wednesdays. They are open Mondays though. I don't, you know, but like it's usually the day that you're not, you know, yeah. but uh, don't go during dinner. It's, it's in the sunset in San Francisco. Don't go during dinner because the line's going to be too long. You, you can't, you're going to wait too long. Go get the lunch special. And yo, anything you get there is fire as hell. So I'm gonna try to take if if Andrew leaves early enough, uh, I mean hell, if you're listening to this today, you're in the Bay Area, go to the Combusting in San Jose. Um, but if he leaves early enough, we're gonna from wherever the fuck, or if he stay, like I guess Seattle, not leaving. He's supposed to leave from Seattle tonight. We'll see. Anyway, Andrew's right though. The sandwiches in New York are really good. I don't mean to like you know go off on a tangent about the food, but <laughs> you know, like we ate there, we ate at Prince Street. Of course. Awesome. Did you get the squares? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's the one with the with the the cup pepperoni yep. and shit. Cup that's pepperonis dude, that's, and that's shit. it right there. Um 
where else? I feel like we. Oh, we had. I think it was called Martha's. This is oh, a dessert the, spot. The dessert spot. The late night yeah. shit. Yeah. Place. Yeah. Place rocks. You. You. Yeah. Get, you got a good. You had a good run. That's. That's yeah. a solid. That, that's well, I can solid trust. Right I can trust Eric. You know. Yes. Well, dude, all MAD and Breakwood, for that matter, really that do on the road has been like, what's the? What's well, that's the what you're supposed to do. So you're the supposed show. To, the it's show. It's fine. I mean, you know, it just kind of happens. But you're it's there. But you got to go to the eating spot, you know, <laughs> like you got to when, when I was back in Richmond for uh, where I did that or I did uh, the NJ in, in Richmond run like a couple weeks ago. I made a list of places where I was like, OK, I have to hit all these spots. I yeah. was, dude, I got pretty much all of them. Um, I, I all the eating spots I did get. So I got I got Kuba Kuba. I got Edo's. I got Lee's. Uh, New Jersey. I went to uh, like a grease truck, like fat bitch type spot. <laughs> so I was good. I was like pretty. I was pretty covered, man. Like yeah, um, yeah. That's so. That's a, here's the thing. Being in bands is like kind of important, but get, being in a being in a band is just a conduit to going to being played to go being paid to go to places where you can eat the local delicacies. That's really. <laughs> All this that's, the whole point. that's the whole point. That's what hardcore is all about. That's what hardcore is all about, dog. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so that takes us to now. And and what do you guys got on what does Killing Pace have on the horizon? So um we don't have anything for October. Okay. Um, but in the beginning of November, um, I'm just gonna run down run down yeah, the list. You 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 got a run coming up. Yeah, so on the second of November, we have uh, the gil- the gig with uh, Deliriant Nerve. Oh sure, I saw I saw them. Uh, their drummer was drumming for Brain Tourniquet out yep. here, and yeah. so yeah, yeah, I, I saw great band. Him. If yep. you're listening to this, you've never checked them out. Check them out. Check They're out. fucking awesome. Richmond Vampires playing that as well. It's Go a free it. show in Richmond. Go to it. Oh, dude. So, and like, so Bandito's free gigs can, they don't happen often, but when they do, they are legend. So, right. definitely roll through. They don't happen very often, but when they do happen, this shit, this shit pops off. Yeah. And then the weekend following that is the run with Downfall. Fuck yeah. Uh, Philly, Jersey, Baltimore. Killer. Um, short drives. Nice. Yeah. Nice short drives. Um, December. Okay, December, we've got like a few things. We're playing okay. with um, Downfall, Primitive Blast, and Division of Mind. And oh, old sounds. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Clean. The, the day before, we play uh, America's Hardcore. That's right. Okay. Oh, you're playing the good day, too. If I remember correctly, you're playing yeah. Fuming Mouth Day? Yep. Yep. You got, the, you got the good one. And from what I've heard, I think it's just going to be like a Richmond rock block. So it's going to be be like killing face downfall division of mind like Sick. back to back to that's back. that's the internet right there dude there it is fuck yeah <laughs> that's that's it right there um okay. then c- come back richmond gig with asm uh i think it's miasmatic necrosis and Thantafaxith. I don't think I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, metal gig at the camp. It's gonna be fucking dope. That'll be. I'm yeah. interested to see you play to like ASM's crowd and kind of like. I think it's gonna go great, but I'm just, I, I like. I'm curious. 
It'll be new. It'll, It'll be, be new. new. I don't yeah. think any of us, Isaac may may have uh, played to a crowd like that before, but I don't think anyone else in the band has. So, oh, interesting. Um, so what's interesting about that is like MAD has, and you're far more for that world than like we are. But I've definitely played like capital M metal gigs, you know, <laughs> like for that, and it's like. Depending on the energy of the room, it can either be like really sick or you just kind of have to be like, oh, these people are just going to stand and kind of headbang. It's not, they're not going to go crazy. Yeah. So maybe at home it'll be different though because it, because of the hardcore people that are going to show up. Right. For, for y'all. Right. So. And then FYA. Oh, yeah. The, the January. Probably the best FYA lineup that's ever been it's ever happened so right uh be very awesome but yeah i mean that takes us to that takes us to the current day justin um you know for those that don't know justin and i are a team on promoting shows in richmond so any kind of good ass hardcore show you see in richmond most likely justin and i are the ones that are uh, i mean it's a lot of good promoters in richmond now which is great but uh most likely uh justin and i are, are handling it um so yeah, go to our show. Mark's in the mix now too. Mark's in the mix now too. Mark is a part of the part of the triangle, part of the <laughs> the triforce of, of us three. Um, but yeah, no, I mean like and and doing that's been sick, and seeing y'all like you know kind of like take to it and learn kind of like that corner of because that's a whole other art form, you know. Yeah. In, in itself, you like like a you have to you're approaching you approach. Being in a band and being a promoter, it's it's like interesting. You're approaching the promoter side from almost like a dungeon master perspective of 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 a dice roll and like who is what combination is going to yield the most, or what would you want to see? You know, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I think like at the end of the day, that's where you really got to sit. You got to sit and be like, what do I, what do I personally like want to see? Um, yeah, you know, it, it it's a healthy dose of that plus like. Cause some shit I want to see, I know people don't want to see it. So it's like, I got to think so myself, like, okay, let's go half and half here. Uh, like, you know, I, prime there. I'll text you afterwards. There's a prime example of a few bands. I would be like, I booked that band on every show, but they're not yielding like, <laughs> you know, necessarily. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's too infinity and beyond here. Justin, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you've, you've, you've plugged the, I was going to ask you any plugs, but you plugged the band and uh and everything you're doing killing pace is on a fucking heater go listen to the record uh go buy a cassette from me i'll mail it to you myself uh pre-order the 12 inch of triple b and streets of hate and uh go to go see them and mosh out a show yeah come out all right everybody (laughs) stay safe out there thanks ace